What is up, everyone? It's Ryan. You're listening to my life, the life of Ryan. <clears throat> it is uh, Snowmageddon right now in the beautiful, windy city. Oh my goodness! If you guys would just would have only seen me out there <clears throat> this morning, super early in the morning. Uh, really early for me, six o'clock in the morning, and I am just taken back. I walk out of my building this morning. This is like before humanity has woken up, has awakened, and there is at least three feet of snow, unshoveled, untouched, on the sidewalk. Luckily, I put on some uh, some sweatpants before I left. So I was like, I am not wearing my work clothes out there because I already know what's gonna happen. I'm either gonna fall, bust my ass. <clears throat> Anywho, um, I drive this small little <laughs> Honda Honda Accord, and it wasn't happening. So after you know about 10, 15 minutes of just trying to scrape off all of the snow from my car. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a weird little thing in my throat. You know, I go in there and I'm just muscling this car. I got no idea what the heck is happening. Like, it literally will not move. Tires are just spinning out of control. You know, the usual. And I live right across the street from a, uh, it's like a BMW center where they fix BMWs. And there's this guy out there. He made it into the garage easily. And I already know, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the car and there's, it's just rear wheel drive. And he made it just fine. Sees me out there struggling to get out of my parking spot. Comes over, starts like shoveling. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm not going to get out this car. I'm waving at him like, hey, man, appreciate it, bro. And I still can't get out. So I get out and I'm like, fuck this. You know, I'm going to take my wife's Jeep. Because I already know what we're going to do. We're just going to plow through that snow. I was like, no, no, you know, I I can make it. I can make it. This dude, uh, you know, I get out of the car because I pretty much put it in park, ready to go. Comes out. I did not expect this. <laughs> Looks at me, he's like, let me uh, try. I'm pretty sure I can do it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, hey, bro, you got a beamer, bro. I just see what you can do with it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Gets it out, no problem. I'm like, appreciate it, man. You know, I still got like an hour and a half before I can get to work. So I got plenty of time. I'll drive super slow. I make it around the block. And I'm like, no, there's no fucking way I'm getting to work. Not in this car. Hell no. This is impossible. And, you know, the snow's not letting up. Kind of like it is now. I make it to a side street 
Yeah, start getting stuck. Oh, no, no. Start getting stuck. This dude's just fucking uh, using one of those snow, uh, I don't know, those snow blowers. And I already know. I was like, man, I'm trying to look at him in the corner of my eye. Like, no, don't look at me, bro. I know this was stupid. I know, I know. <laughs> so I pretty much almost blew my engine, but I made it. I made it out of that snow. Anyways, your boy is alive. Snowmageddon continues. And yes, yes, yes. If you live in Chicago, it has affected me. So you motherfuckers better be safe out there. Because it is crazy. And moral of the story is if you plan to live in the city of Chicago. Or in the Midwest, for that matter. For the the next 10 years. You should invest in a fucking Jeep. Moving on. Alright, so it's been a little bit since I recorded, and I'm not going to lie, it's not because I don't have anything to say, even though even though it feels that way sometimes, right, like, what the, well, you know, what, what should I take next, what can I talk about now, luckily, I went in the direction of life, so I can talk about literally anything that's happening in my life. And we will literally be consistent. And we will literally keep using the word literally because I haven't had any coffee. So literally, we're going to (laughs) pause. So to keep it 100% real, honest, I ran out of fucking data. (laughs) And my main recording environment is whenever I get a good break a little silent area and I really don't prepare these things much I just go off of whatever happened or whatever I'm thinking about for that moment and I was trying to record earlier this week and as soon as I try to upload that first segment I'm like what the fuck is going on here this is stuck oh Ryan you use all of your high speed data internet thing bro I'm like fuck you dude I had some gold. Now I have no idea what I wanted to talk about. So, today, I got some data back. <clears throat> Thus, I'm recording. I'm going to try to make up for all my missed days. And, I don't know, I want to spend like three, four, five, six hours recording over the weekend. <clears throat> so, I'm definitely going to be uh, talking to my close friends, family, Um, And the occasional listener as to what you want to hear me talk about. I don't know all the answers. I'll get some answers. I got an opinion about a couple of things. But we'll see what happens. We'll We'll play. Play around with this thing and see where it goes. I know that today I want to focus on this thing I, I don't know I, I really don't know what to name it so I'm gonna just say uh, your bottom dollar what's your bottom dollar and that is referring to negotiating leverage money the amount of money you will take to do a task to do a favor to do something what is that bottom dollar and I was watching this creepy ass movie 
If you haven't watched it, you should. If you're into that kind of thing. It's called Nightcrawler. It's with Jake Gyllenhaal. This dude's acting all sorts of weird. Super creepy in the movie. But his big thesis in life is he's a very fast learner. He can learn anything really, really fast. And he's super... I don't know, he's just a creepy-ass dude. But it brings light to uh, the stringer uh, lifestyle. The stringer industry. In case you don't know what that is, it is a group of individuals <clears throat> who are freelancers. And they've they are like part of the press. They arrive on scene of like shootings, murders, disasters, accidents, those kinds of things. And they try to get footage of that. And once they get footage, they send it to different news networks and try to get paid for it. So I had no idea that's what happened. I just thought everything was the news. But apparently there's like this whole network underground society you know graveyard shift working group of people who do this on a freelance freelance meaning uh, you work for yourself no one's paying you to do this this is you this is all you bro and that is a fictionalized version of the real stuff and then shortly after that movie was made a real life version was made into a documentary, <clears throat> which I had to watch on my own because uh, wife was not interested. And I'm like, what? You don't think this is cool? This is crazy. You know, arriving on the scene and, you know, blood and guts everywhere. And that, that, that is crazy to me. But anyways, bottom dollar. So Jake Gyllenhaal's character, creepy guy, gets really, really, really good. And I don't want to give the movie away, but anyways, there's a scene where he's negotiating a price for for the film or the I don't even know how to, I don't even know how, how how would you say this the footage. There we go, the footage that he wants to sell to like a news network, and he's getting into this negotiation. And he's super, like, this is, he's a super awkward guy. But the gist of it was, he's like, I want $100,000 for this. And she's like, fuck you, I'm going to give you like 1000 And then he goes down a little bit more. I was like, all right, 30000 All right, 25000 All right, 15000 that's it. <clears throat> and she's like, uh, nah, dude, I'm going to give you like 10000 and long story short, she settles at 15 because he's like, dude, I will go to all of these other networks and like double or triple this price and have a bidding war. And then she takes it and then he like straight G checks her. He's like, when I say this is my final offer, this is my final price, my bottom line. <clears throat> Don't push me any further. This next time I will walk away. It was like the most gangster shit ever because she was like, oh shit. <laughs> and he does this like a couple times with like his employee. And it just got me thinking about some cool ass shit. 
or back in the day um, when I was part of trying to build a little a little, a little something something build a little business back in the day um, I remember having a not a reality check but it was just a change of perspective when you do things for free <clears throat> let me explain that so there's always this notion that I must be paid to do something always there's almost there's like this absolute type of mentality where oh if I do something for you there must be some reward whether it's financial or I don't know any other rewards that people are interested but there always has to be some sort of incentive like a defined incentive for you to do something and when it comes to work a lot of individuals are the exact same way they're I get paid this amount of money to be here to do this thing and I remember my perspective and my mindset totally shifting and being reshaped over that last year year and a half where it's like okay what if you got to sit next to a billionaire let's say that billionaire is uh, Jeff uh, Bezos or Bezos however you want to say his name He's like, hey, you can sit next to me, follow me around, sit in on all my meetings, <clears throat> but I'm not paying you shit. Would you do it? Surprisingly, there's a huge majority of people out there who will say, nope, that motherfucker's got to pay me because he's got money and he's got this and he's got that. There's that passage for all you uh bible thumpers out there that says uh i don't i don't even know if this is from the bible i think it's taken from the bible but you feed a man and you feed him for a day but you teach him how to fish he'll feed himself forever or for a lifetime that's kind of like all intertwined right hey i'll go broke live out of my car if i could follow a billionaire around every single day for a year learn every single thing from him because I know hey whatever I pick up my values drastically increases maybe not in the short term but in the long term that's invaluable that is a bottom line So I'll sum it all up. The bottom line in this rant to come full circle, for some of you, I know you listen way too closely, always fucking judging my grammar and shit. Fuck you. So to come full circle, it's, you know, what is your bottom line in, in your life? What's the minimal amount you're willing to accept to do something? Whether it's for yourself or for other people, for your job, relationships. Think about all those different aspects of your life. For me and work, 
you know, my bottom line is defined, you know, I get paid X, but I'm going to do all this extra shit and I'm going to try to get my foot in the door in everybody else's position. I'm trying to learn from every single person who's either above me in, you know, position They have a higher position than I do. They have a higher salary than I do. Um, They have better people skills than I do, sales skills, relationship skills. And if that's at work, I'm going to learn everything I can from those people. Remember that 5% rule we talked about? I'm identifying. I'm identifying all those people. It's like, oh man, I got like five, ten different people here. Super smart. Smarter than me. Doing way better than me. You don't have to pay me shit to get me in the room with those people. I'll do it for free. Hey, what do you need done? I'll do it for free. Because I know three months from now, I'm going to know everything you know. I'm going to be able to apply exactly what's making you successful. I'm going to apply that shit in my own life, make myself successful in that area. So for that whole year, working with my mentor, you know how many times I've woken up at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) before, before um, I met him or before I uh, started working with him? I could count it on one, like one hand, but spending 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, literally 24 hours a day with that individual, all of a sudden the X amount of money that I was getting paid has to get stretched from an eight hour to a 24 hour, right? So all of a sudden you're making even less than minimum wage, but that doesn't matter. You know, when I didn't know any better, it mattered. Like, what the fuck, man? We're we're about to work 20 hours today. I need a break. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. You need to pay me more money, bro. But once I understood, hey, I don't need to get paid for every fucking extra thing I do because the value isn't in the dollar. The value is in learning. Because once you learn it, it's hard to unlearn. Once you learn how to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and get shit done before 7 o'clock and you're at the office an hour, two hours earlier than everyone else and staying two hours later than everyone else, that shit's ingrained in you. And you're making it look easy at that point. So tell me that there's no value in that. All of a sudden, your habits are being changed. Your mindset's being changed. Your attitude's being changed. Now, you're totally... You're, you're you're a totally different person. You can market yourself differently. You can talk about yourself differently. You can speak with confidence about some shit that you might not even know about. Does that make sense? Sorry, someone like called me in the middle of my recording. Bastard. So, to leave you with this. Go above and beyond knowing that your bottom dollar is zero to acquire a new skill, to get 
better at something, to learn something new that interests you, stop asking for fucking money and just do it. 